Hello and welcome back to the first episode of Penny's Two Cents in 2023. Today I'm joined by Alice W, a freelance artist manager and social media manager, sharing a wealth of knowledge about creating art and a persona in the TikTok era, managing time and creativity, speaking up about taboos like finances, and so much more. Hello. Hi, Penny. Hi, Alice. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been really looking forward to this chat. Me too. So I want to jump off with kind of a first question. Okay. What is your first musical memory, your first experience of music? Beyond listening to music like as a kid with like my family. Actually, let's start here. I used to drive down from Seattle to Eugene, Oregon a lot because my grandmother lived in Eugene. How long is that drive? Okay, um, that drive is about five hours, but I just okay. remember a lot as a kid, we would listen to the Jack Johnson album, like Banana Pancakes, all mm -hmm. those songs. And so Jack Johnson became a very influential um, artist in my young childhood but my first ever concert i think i was like 15 or 16 i saw Katy perry california dreams oh. tour and i was just wowed by the production and everything happening mm. it was a very teenage dream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's a great one that's such a high production quality definitely show. definitely and i think it really just set a tone for like live music i was like this is insane and I don't know. It's been fun. It was a good time. But those are some early influences, I would say. Well, that's cool. And there you bring in both the recorded and the live music influences. Mm -hmm. Cool. I love that. Introduce us to you. What do you do? So my name is Alice. I am a freelance artist manager. I also do social media and marketing at Catch One Nightclub. So I'm very involved in live events as well as um, helping artists out on a more individual level. Tell us about your artist. Tell us about what your kind of day-to-day -day life as a manager these days is like. It's been interesting. So artists need help in different areas. And so when you're working with different artists, you help people in different capacities. Mm. And so one artist I'm working with right now, she has a lot of um, traction on TikTok and social medias at large. And so she's being reached out to by a ton of like brands, also labels and publishing companies. So I'm helping her on a day to day answering emails and keeping her schedule manageable, like just keeping mm. it consistent and, you know, nothing too overwhelming. I'm also helping her like sit in in meetings to kind of help translate what they're saying into more digestible, human, understandable ways, I guess. And mm helping her stay organized and also scheduling out like a release rollout. So after this, I'm going to be meeting with her and we're going to be planning out like the whole beginning of 2023 and kind of what that's going to look like in terms of her releasing music, the kind of content she wants to put out and um, kind of like what her brand is going to be. It's been fun kind of helping her morph, you know, what her public image looks like. And it's been cool that way. Um, in a completely other realm, I'm working with an artist who is looking to do more live shows in Los Angeles. So that's involving a lot of, you know, networking, going to these events, meeting promoters, kind of, you know, getting the vibe and um, hopefully then pitching in the future her live set to them so we can be showcased and kind of, you know, navigating that live Mm -hmm. showcase mm -hmm. well again that's cool that shows kind of the live aspect and the social media mm -hmm. recorded aspect. yeah yeah 
with the first artist that you mentioned, how mm -hmm. much of it is driven by her and how much of it is driven by you? Um, it's definitely mostly driven by her. I'm really stoked that she is very like self-sustained. She's super like... I think she got a degree actually in business and music and so mm. she's very caught up on like what needs to be done, what professionalism means and so we'll meet on a more casual basis and just kind of think of all of the grand scheme, bigger picture trajectories and then she's really great at like creating content on her, by her, on her own and like really? posting it and just being on top of that so that's been wonderful. Um, and yeah, I'd say both artists that I work with are very like up to date on what they need to be doing. There's not a lot of question of what should I be doing? It's kind of like, well, we know what to be doing. It's whether or not we feel like we want to do it right now kind of thing. Interesting. That's mm -hmm. cool. Then mm -hmm. do you tend to take kind of a more holistic approach to things, kind of this overarching image? Definitely. I think what's fun about my current working relationships is that we kind of have a general idea of where we want to go. We have all these big dreams, aspirations, and goals. And where I come in is, you know, creating the roadmap to get there and some benchmarks that are like really important to reach so you know you're on your way to success. So mm. yeah, I would definitely say bigger picture, breaking it down into achievable goals. Wow, cool. Mm -hmm. What was your, how did you find your way into management at the beginning? I mean, it was always something that just seemed natural to me. I'm still navigating, I think, what my strengths are in the music business. I um, went to school for a bit, um, Icon Collective in Burbank, and they did basically a whole curriculum of everything you need to know about the music business. And I could definitely see myself fitting in a few different areas, but management specifically has more of a personal touch um, that I found very intriguing. I felt like it's definitely more hands-on and it's more personal and you're more involved with the behind the scenes of the artist, which I feel like me being pretty empathic comes very natural to me, just being able to understand and be there for somebody in the capacity they need you to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think like a lot of the things you're saying about things like organization, I mm -hmm. think, you know, this is a, definitely a sweeping generalization, but a lot of artists are exactly that. They're very creative, they're very artistic, but they're mm -hmm. not particularly organized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being able to find someone who can help you amplify your message without diluting it and things like that can just support you and help you create that roadmap is definitely invaluable yeah <laughs> and just clouding all the judgment that they may have about their project kind of blowing that away and being like no like this is the right path we will achieve these goals it's just mm. like a confidence thing too just being a good friend at the end of the day well yeah that trust is the biggest thing i think yeah and it's trial and error i feel like you'll learn that some people work better with other people so a lot of it is also do you guys vibe together? Is it a good match? Like, do you have similar working styles or communication habits? You know, it's important mm. that those align too because music is a very personal thing. And um, as somebody, as like a business mindset coming into a very personal project, right? Mm. Again, like you said, like trust is really important and just being open and honest and your approach is everything, especially when like giving feedback and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's a learning, it's a learning curve for sure. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of approach, then how did you end up approaching your artists or did they approach you? With 
one of them, her name is Jilly. We worked um, in school together on like a big collaboration project at the end of the year. And through that, we became really great friends and wor- and noticed that our working styles meshed well. Mm. And so that was a very like natural, simple way for us to just be like, oh, like, let's continue working together outside of school. Um, so that one was very natural the way it occurred. Mm. Um, and then with my other artist, Mira, I met one of her friends first, like at a bar, as you would in LA. And we mm. were like, oh my gosh, artist management. Ay. And like swapped Instagrams. And a year later, we met up for coffee. And he was like, oh, you should meet Mira. I think you guys would be a really good fit together. And so through that random occurrence we met up for coffee later that week and just vibed it it felt natural so that one kind of just fell into my lap in a good way it's been a really good ride yeah sweet serendipity Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but that's cool when it happens that way because again like we were saying like it is so intimate and vulnerable to invite Mm -hmm. someone into your project in that capacity so i think it needs to be something Usually where Mm -hmm. it very organically opens the door and becomes a kind of natural flow of communication from the get go. Yeah, no, and it's it's been really fun. It's really like gratifying when you see something like a project executed well and all of your hard work blossoms into the final final project, the final cut. And there's no better feeling than like seeing your progress and those many wins along the way mean everything. What have been some of your best memories, your biggest moments so far? Sure. I think booking like some of my first shows for Jilly specifically, having her perform at Bar Lubitsch in um, West Hollywood and then on Bite the Noise at the Virgil. um, Those were really big successes for us because it really validated, you know, her live performance and, inviting people to come watch you perform seeing people show up right buying Mm. the tickets that you ask them to and then seeing that in-person support is just amazing it's really really i mean live music i think is like the heart and soul of the industry at large being able to connect with people on that personal level and so seeing that was fantastic and then with mira we are releasing an ep right now and we planned an entire release party um around that and that was sort of my first major responsibility as her manager was planning this and kind of curating the evening and seeing that at the end of the day again with everybody who came and seeing it all come together it's fantastic it's all of the hard work the long nights before like totally Mm -hmm. worth it when you see everything come together the way you want it wow that's so fun yeah it's been really i love it honestly i feel like that's why you do management is to like to see those moments happen oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. when you say live music's the heart and soul like what have been the favorite your favorite concerts that you've attended in your life what has kind of stood out to you and inspired you most i was a big festival girl in college so i Mm -hmm. went to a lot of big festivals like life is beautiful in vegas i saw i went to tomorrowland in europe and i mean a lot of smaller festivals in seattle like bumper shoots you see like some of your favorite artists of all time in those moments um in a grand scheme but on a more local level i've been working at catch one nightclub doing social media and marketing for them and honestly it's been really fun seeing the local scenes come together 
at a smaller nightclub. Mm. And so definitely seeing artists, like we saw, we had Cupcake come like a couple weeks ago and that was a vibe. Um, Who Killed XIX release party was a good one too. And most most recently we had Boiler Room over the weekend. So I was, uh, cool. Boiler Room X subculture party was an iconic moment for the hyper pop scene. Wow, cool. And seeing like Midwest and in, um, in person was crazy or like, Cali Cartier or even um, Rilo shout out. Um, it's been really cool to, just to see like more intimate concerts like that too. So I've seen them all, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what drew me into I think the music industry at first was being like a fan, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What artists have you kind of followed throughout their career? Are you any like long term artists? Fans? Um, I would say longest fan right now would be just like Post Malone. I mean, even before the Stony album, like I was just really? a fan. I mean, guilty pleasure, low key, but um, I don't mind admitting it. It's no, been no, fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that phrase as a like guilty pleasure, like I don't feel like any music should make you feel guilty, and especially not something that's as now like ubiquitous as mm -hmm. post malone do you know what i mean yes yes <laughs> he's been like my number one artist on like the spotify raps for like three years in a row really? now. yeah oh cool commitment <laughs> literally and i was like before i even had spotify like youtube to mp3 like downloading music from his too so wow yeah okay, it's been a long ride it's been fun i love that mm -hmm. i didn't expect you to say that i know i know <laughs> so wild that's cool have you had any mentors in your career Definitely had a few mentors in my career. Um, through Icon, we had a fantastic group of teachers who came through. And so if, I would say three of them really stood out to me. Um, her name is Megan. She actually are, she used to manage um, Spectre Jones, a band, and I learned a lot from her. So I guess if I were to say any manager who like really... I had look up to I would say probably Megan right now um, just because she was so articulate with how she taught and she was really intelligent um, with like all of the music law terminology and just how the music industry worked and so I just really admired like her strategic approaches to campaigns and stuff like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I've got um, a mentor named Alan who works over at uh, Amazon Music and He's just really smart with money. And mm -hmm. so that is something that I've definitely been looking up to mm. um, in that regard because managing finances is a whole degree in oh, and yeah. of itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And there's, of course, the kind of complex piece of the artist manager relationship of normally it kind of works as if the manager gets paid when the artist gets paid and all those kinds of things. So yeah. It can be kind yeah. Of a, and then nobody, nobody likes talking about money either. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's important to sort of break down that taboo with the people that you're comfortable with and the people where it's like, we're in the same boat, we're in this together and we mm -hmm. have the same, you know, ultimate goals with it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's learning how to be eloquent with the difficult things in a lot of ways. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. cool to have someone to look up to then, too. Mm -hmm. Well, um, then it's always great because you always feel comfortable going back to them and asking questions. I would say, like, biggest piece of advice is get a mentor, somebody who can help you guide this very long road of uncertainty, really. I mean, the music industry is the most taboo, I don't know, business, I would say, out there. I mean, just in terms of, like, there's no rules, really. <laughs> I mean, anything can go. I think the music industry is very, like, democratized right now where, mm. I don't know. Anybody can be famous, really, truly, with, like, the right work ethic and a 
a sprig of luck really Mm -hmm, definitely (laughs) well then that kind of gives me a bit of a general question like how do Mm -hmm. you feel about the kind of current climate of the Mm -hmm. music industry and where do you see us going where do you hope we're headed it's crazy because we learned in school kind of like the history of music when radio was the biggest driver of Mm. um like sales and streams and how major label corporations are just pouring money into the label or the the radio scene um and that's how major hits were made like michael jackson and Mm. everyone prior right they were making it big basically by paying to be on the radio and now you're seeing kind of a similar pattern of people paying for playlisting and it's Mm. a similar vibe i think it's very diluted it's very oversaturated but the beauty of platforms such as tiktok right you're able to access fans directly and i think that's something that the past industry didn't have they didn't have Mm. the ability to literally communicate or dm fans so the ability to produce super fans or people who can like follow your breadcrumb trail of content all the way down to your roots i think is really special and if done right that can translate into some really meaningful communities i would say Mm. so i mean yes there is a lot of artists uploading music every day but i think everybody has the tools in front of them to at least you know try to make their dreams come true right a bedroom Mm. producer can start selling out stadium tours in probably three years if like done really well i mean ty Mm. verdes is a great example of an artist who came up over the pandemic strictly through tiktok and then now he's um supporting chelsea cutler directly on her tour so it's like Mm. crazy you never know right yeah yeah things can move fast yeah i think where it's going i think self-releasing music is going to become way more prominent i think labels that whole business model is going to start dwindling at least major labels i think are really starting to struggle with like keeping employees on their roster and just having people Mm. like believe that that's the like the right way to go Mm. like making it big in the music industry doesn't mean having a major record like backing you up anymore so i see independent artists thriving hopefully gonna manifest that in the future (laughs) and um i think music and art is going to be the one thing that computers won't be able to automate fully i suppose (laughs) except some artists are like i don't remember who but like are using ai Mm -hmm. in their music now how do you feel about that like ai and music and like allowing technology to kind of pour into Wow. Art and creativity i'm embarrassed to say it but i realize as soon as you say it that i've never pondered ai art or nor been like it or music yeah i've been exposed to it of course i've seen all these like bananas ai generated <laughs> images and stuff oh that my are going gosh on, yeah but i never real. thought about it yeah. <laughs> i never thought about music being created artificially like that that's really interesting because i feel like the whole thing that draws me to music is the humanity definitely of it, definitely the vulnerability the mm-hmm. sense of connection mm-hmm. and i think i don't know that's so interesting like even if the piece of music itself was kind of like oh i i think this is good mm-hmm. enjoyable music 
I think something in the back of my mind, knowing that AI made it, would just mm-hmm. kind of keep me from engaging with it emotionally the Definitely. way that I did. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna think about this more. Yeah, yeah. Something that did. I mean, we had a whole like, I guess, semester where we learned about like technology and music, and they they have like robot influencers now. Oh my god. And it's really really wild. I'll have to like look it up. I think Super Pop maybe is one of them, but something to think about after the podcast. But yeah, it's been really interesting. So mm. hopefully, the future of music isn't going too much in that direction. Cause, mm. But um, ultimately, I think everybody has the power in their own hands to mm-hmm. really do what they want to do. Definitely, yeah. I think there's so much, there's a lot of conversation about what's wrong with the mm-hmm. industry in relation to TikTok and things like that. And obviously there is a lot wrong, mm-hmm. but I think at the end of the day, there is also something to be really grateful for that it has mm-hmm. lowered the threshold and allowed everybody to get their music public mm-hmm. that realistically, historically is still very new and that accessibility is exciting. And I think the importance of a really like well thought out marketing campaign too is something that can really help artists kind of break through like that current situation it's reading up on trends how to beat the tiktok algorithm right i mean Mm -hmm. it's a game at the end of the day marketing Mm -hmm. is a game a strategy so absolutely yeah have there been any sort of campaigns that have stood out to you in the past i've been spending a lot of time kind of watching local artists in the scene grow Mm. and kind of analyzing how people who I interact with every day are releasing music Mm. and a common mutual friend of ours, Flash, actually, I'm very impressed with the entire rollout of Dead Name into Mm. I'm One of Them. Honestly, I mean, I think Flash has done a great job capitalizing on social media and mm-hmm. i think that's something they've done really really well absolutely and so i mean easy answer basically but i think no that was a great answer yeah <laughs> i think i mean just really impressed with like the consistency of posting online and engaging with a community that hasn't had the limelight i would say mm-hmm. and really showcasing and building awareness around what's personal to them Mm -hmm. i would say and just the consistency and i think collaborating is something that artists often overlook because the power of two is more than the power of one honestly and so being able to connect multiple artists into one release rollout i mean coming out with dead name and then having a remix of it right is a great way to prolong the release process and incorporate new elements to keep listeners along the fan journey mm-hmm. i would say and so being able to come up with unique marketing campaigns in that way to kind of say okay i have a song coming out i'm gonna re- i'm gonna announce it two weeks prior okay so then it's like pre-save and then what how can we after the song comes out continue to promote it and continue to build traction right mm-hmm. and so i think Getting out there, filming content is really important, especially in the modern day age, and just involving as many people as you can and giving credit to those people, I would say. Do you then have a lot of influence, I guess, over your artist's social media? Um, At this point, I don't. I'm sure like you're seeing on TikTok people saying my label is making me post this TikTok because I have to, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But right now, with the scale of artists that I'm working with, um, 
they all have really great ideas on their own. And one thing I've learned from past relationships is that you can't force somebody to post online. You can't, you know, be that much of an influence because it is posting online is also very personal. Like having mm. your own identity, a brand being projected, it's very it's personal at the end of the day. It's fairly um an interesting facade almost. Mm. Um and so I don't one thing I've learned is you don't force people to post online. It kind of has to come naturally to them. I think it's really the artist's responsibility to take on that part of their project almost equally as much as they put in time for their music production. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. I think you should spend the same amount of time making music as you do promoting your music. Really, that's interesting. Like... I, I've been in conversation with people this past week specifically about exactly that. How mm -hmm. do we as artists <laughs> like utilize our creative capacity appropriately in mm -hmm. this kind of TikTok climate mm -hmm. of if you feel like I've only got, say, three hours in the day to spend on my career or whatever, mm -hmm. how do you end up splitting that between the actual creation of music mm -hmm. and social media? Yeah, I might get some blowback when I say that. I think it should be 50-50, truly. Okay. I mean, I, I don't make music, so I cannot um, really relate to the time and energy it takes into making a song. I can definitely imagine that every step from like having the idea to writing the idea to making the idea come to life, right? That's a very intimate process where you have to really you know dive into your creative energy but at the end of the day you may have the best song in the world but no audience to hear it mm -hmm. and if you, your goal is to be a touring artist selling out stages right you need a fan base mm -hmm. to carry you through your whole career i mean fans are everything i've learned mm -hmm. and you know if you don't spend time creating a home for them then i mean who's going to hear your music at the yeah, end of the day so I, I i i think it's a 50 50 thing i think you have to adapt to the digital age of the music industry and mm. use the tools at hand i mean it may be cringy i mean it i mean anybody talking to their phone for like an instagram live right it is a little odd but that's the current state and if you want to play the game of the music industry you just have to play by the rules i don't know no so. no i could completely agree i think there's <laughs> going to be pros and cons to every single job you ever take and mm -hmm. if you are an artist but you dislike social media then you have to take it as a con and keep rolling like yeah <laughs> i mean there's i'm sorry but like you're 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 out of luck really yeah, yeah. really oh, yeah, i mean yeah. there's no better way to connect with people than i mean i don't think there is another way to connect with people unless it's online yeah, yeah. It's definitely, again, such an amazing tool mm -hmm. that realistically is so new mm -hmm. to an industry as old as Donna's time. Like, yeah. humans have always been creating music, but to be able to put your music in front of the entire world this accessibly is new. Mm -hmm. Historically, you did need yeah. a big label with a big budget, with radio plugging and all mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And now it's just the threshold's gone. Anybody with an iPhone, anybody with a phone can yeah. do it. Yeah, shot on my iPhone, literally. Anybody. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so, crazy. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. But I, I like... I appreciate that you approach it with such an optimistic tone. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That it can be such a positive thing and it doesn't have to be. 
it can feel like a definitely chore, but, you know. definitely something i tell artists is that what your project is online does not have to be a direct mirror of who you are as an individual right mm-hmm. if you need to have a personal instagram separate from like your business artist instagram like do it because your voice as your artist project that brand doesn't have to be a direct reflection of who you are when you take like the wig off mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, and yeah. so being able to separate like those feelings is something that I think has helped artists in the past. Just realizing that what you're putting online isn't like your mirror, I guess. It can be whoever you want it to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's nice. I think that's refreshing as well because then you can kind of say, This is my job at yeah. o'clock, and then I can go home and be myself. And yeah, that looks yeah. Like. <laughs> like if your artist project doesn't include memes, but memes are a part of like your daily life, like you can have two separate things. <laughs> Learning how to compartmentalize, you know, your artist project from yourself, mm-hmm. I think will help the creative process on social media flow easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wise. That's very wise. <laughs> what would be kind of your personal aspirations then where do you hope for your career Mm -hmm. to go from here my short-term goals right now would be to find a job in the corporate music industry so whether that's working at a artist management firm either corporate or boutique or working perhaps at a marketing company and helping artists create really cool marketing campaigns that would be cool i think right now i'm still exploring where I see myself fit. I'm excited to kind of move my career forward. I want to I want to I want to work at a company that will translate into like my freelance artist management skills eventually. So whether that's like distribution or marketing or even like a booking agency would be cool. I just mm-hmm. have to like start putting myself out there and like applying. It's been crazy yeah, trying to yeah. find like a music industry job. So okay. yeah. <laughs> it's been wild. <laughs> but I don't know, working at Catch One has been really fun what are your favorite kinds of tasks would you say you're kind of a very sort of like organized love a good spreadsheet kind Mm. of person or do you really like diving into the creative part of marketing for example I definitely indulge in a good spreadsheet moment Mm. I feel like that's one of the strengths I bring into like a new client so to speak having the patience to do all of the back work, creating a full catalog of what your music is with all the UPCs and just keeping stuff organized in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love being behind the camera too and like shooting your music video for you or nice. creating a at-home photo shoot or, you know, just being a part of that creative energy. I'd love to, I love it all. Honestly, I think hands-on um, management is how I would best describe my management style. I really, you know, how you need me to help you, just let me know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to overstep my boundaries by any means. And as I said earlier, artists need different capacities from a manager at different times. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, being fluid and adaptable is always helpful. But I mean, just being like an ear too, like a, a feedback board, just bouncing ideas around the table. I love to be a part of creative marketing processes, sure, but also being the person who's measuring the campaign objectives and keeping us in budget too. Mm. It's all it's all part of the whole process. Oh yeah, of course. You can't have the creative without the structure in place. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> That's cool. What advice would you give people looking to become managers as well then? Mm. Definitely find a mentor. We said that earlier, but mm. 
just having somebody who can guide you through like difficult conversations. Um, I would say get some in-person experience. So whether that's shadowing or internships, I would also say informational interviews. You'll get more out of a 40 minute conversation than you will out of like a an eight hour work day. Mm-hmm. You can learn so much from the people doing what you want to be doing. And so utilize services like LinkedIn or networking groups or just going out to shows and talking to people, especially in Los Angeles. Every single person you talk to is in this industry somehow, and you'll never know who you run into on the streets and just stay humble and know that trial and error is necessary you can't have success without failure (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. this is true you have to try a lot of things yes try 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 well that's kind of all the questions that i have where would we be able to find you and your artists online give a you know promo (laughs) sure um you can just go to over to my website alicewmgmt.com and that links to like pretty much all of my social media and also uh just like my current projects to date Super. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so wonderful thank and so you, insightful. I, it's been a blast. Of course, of course.